Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And Warren Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Christian Clarity in an Unclear World Christian clarity is needed when we are living in such an unclear world, a world that anything goes, a world that has thousands of Christian denominations. The ship of state and the judgment of God as given to the people of the book to understand the biblical judgment and issues facing America. Many will rejoice at hearing of judgment of, of many will rejoice at hearing of judgment of God on this nation. American agenda expunged. Battleground and the American agenda. The plan is far from finished and a group of patriots in America will obliterate those who try to destroy what this country was founded upon. And the following are the latest posts on warn-usa.com. Do not miss this post, Last Day's America Coup Gospel Hope Advocacy at Warren Radio. Last Day's America on Classic Warren Radio brings that abiding truth which all true believers in Jesus Christ have. No matter what comes, the hope of Christ Jesus never dies nor fades. And do not miss our latest Warren Radio episodes from the week of March 22nd through March 24th, 2023. Servant Disciple Persecuted for Christ Prisoners Freed Global Gospel News War on Warren Radio. Declaring His Generation, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 166 on Battle Lines. And Condemn Innocent Blood Revelation, Throne of Iniquity, Part 6 on Warren Radio. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. Everything was okay, or so they thought. A truth so unbelievable, it took a miracle to fight back. Don't miss The Rising. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black op sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy on Amazon. Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Walmart, Angus & Robertson, and the ebook can be found on Google Play. And you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman.
You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing great. It's wonderful to be here again. Thank the Lord. All this chaos going on in the world, and we're able to be here. Thank you, Lord. Yes. That's a huge blessing. And we're moving closer. uh, Well, we've been into spring. And spring can be cold and snowy. Here in Wyoming, that's true. <laughs> yeah, if you're down in Florida, that's a little different. And But we're moving into more warmth now. And so we're going to be... We're looking at May, when the last frost-free date is. So we got a ways to go. Now, of course, if you're in another part, I mean, this is even, I think, down in southern Colorado, they have an early plant date because it's warmer down there. So there's a lot of these, Utah included. There's a lot of them that can plant a lot earlier than we can. But I've already got a bunch of stuff growing. So, uh, well, at any rate, we're getting close. We're happy. And uh, there's a lot of challenges in the world today, but the Lord is our salvation. And we've been covering for a long time now um, Isaiah. And we discuss, look at, and see how the things play out and how they can apply to us and what we can learn. And there's one thing we can learn for sure, that God is a holy God. Amen. And that he is the Lord God, and he is the judge of the nations, the judge of all souls. And so when America or any other nation gets carried away, thinking that they are gods unto themselves, that they can do anything they want to, and that they don't have to worry about repercussions, that's when a nation is in trouble. But no matter how a nation is in trouble, God will never forsake those who trust in him and are righteous in the sight of God. Yes, amen. Because one thing we learned in Isaiah right at the beginning of this study, Isaiah was told, tell the wicked, it'll be bad for him. But tell the righteous, it shall be well with them. And... While you may not understand this, today, God does judge the nations. He does send judgments to wake people up. It's about time that the sins of America are no more. It's about time for the people of America to truly repent. It's about time for the division to stop, because if it does not... And I've been warning America for many years, and Tower's been here with me. We've been voices of repentance and getting right with the Lord. And right now, America and the world is in the midst of chaos and trouble. And if you ignore this, you're in trouble. And so... All the things that we've warned over the years and the articles that that I've written and everything, you know, Tower, it just, it comes back, you know, And, and, and it stares you in the face and it says, what have you done? You know, have you repented? Have you turned from your wicked ways? But the problem with America, they don't see wickedness. And neither does China. China? North Korea, there's, it's not just America. But America used to kind of be a favored nation to many. 
Because if they were going to go move somewhere or try to get in to live, it'd be America. Now, we have a big rush of people getting to move in here. But see, these people are leaving Marxist areas. And what they're coming to is a country called America that is divided, whose people want to overthrow our constitution, and who wants to make this into a socialist arena. Well, the, the people that are coming into our nation now are not like what they used to be going through Ellis Island. These people want going through, you know, coming to the country back then wanted a better life. They wanted to work and they had pride in themselves. These people today coming in don't have pride. They wanted they're destructive. Well, I they want it for free. Yeah. They don't want to have to work. They want a handout. Well, America's going to run out of handouts pretty soon and and it's also running out of freedom. And That's so right. these are the issues, folks. And we've been warning you. And some of the things that we've been warning have already come to pass. And you are in another area now today. And it's dangerous. So with that, it's about time for us to get going on this tower. Okay. Righteous Servant brings us to part 167 in Isaiah's prophetic book on battle lines. We have been going through Isaiah 53 and looking at Isaiah's witness and detail of the Lord's righteous servant. Herein lay the blood atonement for the sins of mankind, prophesied many decades before Yeshua, Christ, came. We find detailed record of what occurred there is no better time to understand the work of the Lord, his calling from the end, call, his calling the end from the beginning and bringing restoration to those sons of God who lost their place in heaven. Therefore, we have looked in depth at this and saw a glorious aspect of this side of heaven, of the work from the majesty of glory. And now back to you. Well, we're going to look at a, uh, a couple of verses ahead uh, going back, and I'm going to get that gives us a background. Isaiah 53 8, he was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? And we, and we talked about this at the time that declaring his generation, and it and explains in the next, next verse, for he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. So Yahshua went to the cross, died on the cross, was buried in a tomb wherein no man had ever been laid, was resurrected from the dead, left instructions with the apostles, and he ascended up to heaven in a cloud while the apostles watched. And the angels that were there said, You men, of Galilee, why do you stand there gazing? This same Jesus, as you have seen him go, shall so come in like manner. And that happened after the cross. He's not in a grave. He's at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for the saints. And yet today people live as if God is dead. Or as if our Savior's dead. And that's where we make our make our mistakes. And the one thing about all these scriptures, the ones in Isaiah fifty three, they cut off I mean they they describe perfectly what happened. And it's a prophecy. All these form prophecies of the coming Messiah, which Yahshua fulfilled. And one of the things that's within this study, for instance, referencing, you know, the very things we're reading out of Isaiah, First Peter three eighteen, 
For Christ also has suffered once, has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened from the Spirit, quickened by the Spirit. In Romans chapter 1, 3 through 6, it says, Concerning his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. And this had to be. He had to come from the seed of David and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. And he is one of the first fruits resurrected from the dead. By whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Now Peter says we. He's speaking of all the apostles and to those who will listen and repent and come unto the Lord. And it was up to the apostles to declare his generation because he was cut off from the land of the living. And so it is this same responsibility is passed down to every generation to declare the generation of the Lord, to declare who he is. To tell people that there's hope. And if you do not believe that Yahshua is the Messiah, the Son of God, who came and died on the cross for your sins, was resurrected from the dead, if you do not believe on him and repent, then you will die in your sins. And we also discuss the fact, like a lamb dumb before his shearers so he opened not his mouth and this is also something we discussed and it was uh, talked about by Isaiah in Matthew 26 63-68 this talks about being guilty of death and of course this again for the transgression of my people was he stricken and he went to the cross because he had to die. He was the Lamb of God. As John said, Behold the Lamb of God, which take away the sins of the world. And, and again, all of this is found in, in the section we're talking about. And the high priest who who would know these very scriptures of the Messiah didn't recognize him. And they did have a, a, a political axe to grind. Because we see this in all the stuff that happened to Yahshua in the Gospels. We see that they were concerned about their own power. They were concerned that everybody would believe on the Lord and the Romans would come and take away their power and their kingdom. And so because of this they plotted against the Lord. And right here in, in this little section they record the very part. But Jesus held his peace and the high priest answered and, and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ the Son of God. And Jesus say unto, said unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless I say unto you, Hereafter shall you see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. And, and of course, that's what they were waiting for. He adjured him, hoping he would say something that they could get him on, and that's what they did. And so, we knew then, from this thing what further need we have of witnesses behold now you have heard his blasphemy see there's not even any witnesses they didn't even bother going out and talking to anybody like his own apostles or like Lazarus who was raised from the dead or any of the others they completely convicted him in the chambers of the high priest where they were all judging him. And, you know, that reminds me of Christians 
who were accused by, for instance, we've covered stories in India and Pakistan and a number of other places where Christians are convicted of nothing. They didn't murder anybody. They didn't steal anything. All they did was speak about the Lord. And in some of these countries, one word can get you thrown in jail. And for those of you, and I should say of us living in America, we have lived in a free country. But we have people here in this country that want to overthrow our freedoms and our free speech. So make no mistake about it. You want to lose your free speech and lose your America, you will lose it if you don't repent fully in this nation. But in all of this, we can truly say these are tough times. And the time that the Lord came, they were tough times too because the Jews were living in the Roman Empire. And the Romans, frankly, didn't care what religion you had as long as you didn't threaten Rome. And, of course, the Jews knew this. So in order to get the Lord convicted, they used that against him. Because there can't be two kings. They've got Caesar. There can't be someone who's going to overthrow the status uh, quo and suddenly bring in a new kingdom. So they used everything they could. Everything that he preached, they tried to use it to convict him. And we knew that they would. Now, if we get in verse 9, he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. And see, there again, just as we see here today, and, and that's one thing we've covered, the servant is not above his master. The Lord, they found him guilty, and he didn't, he had done no violence, Isaiah 53, 9. He didn't do anything. There wasn't any deceit in his mouth. He didn't lie. And that got him sent to the cross. And it says he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich. That's because the rich and all their money isn't going to buy their soul out of hell and judgment. And it's not going to buy America out of her judgment because America is a great nation. She's had great things happen to it. And because she's had a lot of churches and Christian testimony here, that doesn't mean this nation is going to be here. Not when this nation has forgot who its God is. It doesn't matter. In the eyes of God, sin is sin. And Christ was made sin for us and died on the cross and shed his blood so he took our sins on that cross and nailed it to the cross forever. And all we have to do is receive him, look to him, and we can find redemption. He's innocent. Now, I don't know how many times we've covered Christians. They'd done no violence. There was no deceit in their mouth. They were just testifying on the Lord. In one instant, we knew of a brother that all he did, you know, he went over to a house. And uh, see, as it was, this was in India. The Hindus praying their God didn't bring them relief. And they needed someone to pray so they would get better. And they called this Christian because they knew that they could get better. He went over there and they got healed. There was other calls and he would go. But this time the Hindus were waiting for him and they killed him. Only because he was praying in the name of the Lord. And we live in a generation today, even in America, who hate Christianity. They even hate patriotism. They hate the fact that there are people in America that love America. America is divided, and the house divided is not going to stand. 
And these are the issues you face in life. In life, there are troubles. The Lord said plainly, the servant is not above his master. Paul said, through much tribulation do we enter into the kingdom of God. So if you've been spoon-fed in America all these years, you better wake up because trouble is coming with a capital T and it's here now. Second Corinthians 5.21 For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He was made sin for us who didn't know sin who didn't do anything wrong so that we who believed on him would be made the righteousness of God through Christ. In verse 15 of Hebrews chapter 4 it says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. He is a high priest, but he's not after the order of the Levites, which is human, which is of the flesh. But he is of Melchizedek, which had no beginning and end. And that's why in Hebrews 7, 24, for several verses, he says, But this man, because he continueth forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost, that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for him, for them. For such a high priest became us, who is holy and harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needeth not daily as those priests to offer up sacrifices, a sacrifice first for his own sins and then for his people's. See, the Lord did die once, when he offered himself up and with no need to do anything else because he completed it. And in John 19, 38-42, and I mentioned this, he was placed in a new sepulcher where, wherein was never a man yet laid. And so, as we look at this, we now come to Isaiah 53.10. With all the things that the Lord suffered. Verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. I like that verse. Yeah. It pleased the Lord. Why? Because this is the only way to redeem man from the curse and the fall of man. And the Lord had to bruise him. And he put him to grief because he was making his soul an offering for sin. But it says here, he shall see his seed. He's the first fruits. The first fruits. And after that, those that are his make up the rest of the fruits. And the Lord's going to see his seed. He's going to see, and he already has. His seed who was redeemed because of the work on the cross which he did. And he shall prolong his days because he will have no, he has no beginning and no end. His kingdom shall be forever. And it says the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. So it pleased the Lord to bruise him. The Lord put him to grief. His soul became an offering for sin. And he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. That's out of Isaiah. 
And so when we look at it, John 6, 35, for several verses, 39, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He that comes unto me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Because out of his belly shall flow rivers of uh, living water, meaning the life of the Spirit, the redeem, the redemption that is found in Christ. He is the bread of life. He is the one that we partake of for life and sustenance and deliverance. He says, But I say unto you that you have also seen me and believe not. All that the Father has given all that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Now I got news for you. He is the only one to have come down from heaven to go through the cross and die for the sins of men. For the Father sent him. Now see, there's babies that come all the, to all the time down from heaven into the mother's womb, but they don't come to die on the cross for the sins of mankind. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that all of which he has given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. Now I think that's important. So you see, if you become a believer, and the Father has given all those who that would believe on him and come to him, that was the will of the Father and how he gave them to him. That those who would believe would never lose what they believe in. And that Yahshua would have them forever. They would be eternally forgiven and redeemed. Now you see here it says... All which he has given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. Paul the Apostle said, To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But when the Lord comes again, there is going to be a resurrection of the dead and the living and will be redeemed into new bodies. Romans 8.32 He that spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? 1 John 4 9-10 in this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Here in his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. You see, when you look at this, there's many people that totally deny any redemption. There's people that do not believe and refuse to believe. There's people that don't believe in God. And if people say that to me, I tell them one thing. You will. There's not an atheist and an unbeliever in hell. Not one. They all know who he is. They all know they rejected him. They all know. And so... If the world is facing judgment and God's people are still on that world, he will take care of his people. Matter of fact, that's one of the things the church is split on because there's the pre-trib rapture, mid-trib, and post-trib. But the most important thing is, live or die, we are the Lord's. We have to overcome 
and overcoming means make it to the end of this life as believers and walked in the light of Christ like it says in 1 John 1. Now in Revelation 1, the Lord introduces himself, but in verse 17 through 18, John has seen the Lord. And he says, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Now you see, folks, there's a little thing that we call being slain in the spirit. That's the best way to describe it. Because when your mortal flesh meets divinity, or the power of God, in other words, your flesh can't take it. I mean, you literally just fall everything you can't stand at all now see that's in this form folks but when you get into revelation you look you understand there's a little verse I'm thinking about it now Let me think a minute. In Luke 34 through 36. Father, I watch and pray always that I would be counted worthy to escape all these things that are going to come to pass. Now get this. And to stand before the Son of Man. Now that verse indicates something that you cannot do now if the Lord appeared to you you would not be able to stand before him you would fall at his feet as a dead man now I've literally had that happen to me and that's exactly what you do and then you have to get up, right? <laughs> it's an experience. And he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen, and have the keys of hell and death. You see, I, I say these things. We're going through this, yes, in Isaiah. But Isaiah is the prophecy that predicts these things. Just one of them. This is just Isaiah's section where he talks about this. But you see, you have to understand that the fulfillment of this is in the New Testament. It's in the Gospels. And it's still being played out today when people find the Lord and are totally born again. Now, there was another gal. I mean, we keep hearing about him. This one, I think, was a movie star. Wasn't it a tower that you were telling me about? Tonight? I forgot her name. Yeah. Gwyneth? Oh, no, I was talking about the other one yesterday. I mean, there's so many of them. Yeah. And I'll tell you that God is moving. And when we look at America, we see it falling into a pit of division and hatred and sin and pride the hand of God is on this nation for judgment and the people's hearts are proudful prideful wicked and they're deceived and it's going to cost a lot of lives including in the churches if this thing goes down these are the times of the end where you overcome by the blood of the lamb the word of your testimony and you love not your life unto the death Revelation 12:11 check that out 
So Christ said in the fullness of everything as he was coming here and it's recorded in Hebrews 10. And this is <laughs> out of the book itself as recorded in Hebrews. Listen. Verse 5. Wherefore when he cometh into the world he saith sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not but a body hast thou prepared me. He was born of a woman. He had a body. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. That book is the Tanakh. That book is the Hebrew, what we would call Old Testament. When he came, there was not a New Testament. You can't write a testament until the testator dies. It's a testament and truth and a look at the life of him and what he did. The New Testament is declared. The true testimony. And you have them. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. Then you have the Epistles. And then you have John's account in Revelation. And if God can do that, and if he can call the end from the beginning, he can take care of us who believe in him. The devil's not going to take care of you. The Lord will take care of you. So don't fall into unbelief. Verse 8. Above when he said sacrifice and burnt offering and offering and burnt offerings an offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither hadst pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then he said, Then said he, Lo, that's the Lord, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. We are the second. This is the second covenant by the which we are all sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Now see, that's how important this chapter is. That's how important these words are. That's how important, for instance, the Gospel of John is. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. The Word is the Word incarnate when he came, born of a woman, and walked on this earth. Isaiah 53:11 He shall see <coughs> the travail of his soul travail the labor the exertion the toil it can also mean confinement those are just standard definitions of the word travail. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Isaiah wrote that. It wasn't 2,000 years ago he wrote that. 
It was long before that. Man, I'll tell you, most people can't even remember from day to day what's going on. Most people don't even know what justification is. They don't have a clue what righteousness is. Now, many of them know what a servant is from, from all the people that were slaves. But a servant and a slave is not the same thing. A slave is when you're bound. A servant is one who does it willingly. He's a righteous servant to justify many, and he's serving what the Lord God wanted him to do when he came here on his own, fully, and he agreed to do, he even said when he was here, that he could call upon legions of angels to deliver him. But he said, this is the reason that I came here. I came here to suffer. I came here to suffer for you. I came here to shed my blood for you so that you would not perish. But you have to believe on me. See, this is the message that America needs to hear. This is the message that all those kids who have all these ideas of who they are, the wokeness, My pronouns are simple. I believe in Jesus Christ is Lord of Lord and King of Kings. Period. There is no other. When I die, he will resurrect me up. But I know that in the New Testament, when I die, leave this body, I will be in the presence of the Lord. You see, I believe in a heaven, I believe in a hell, I believe in a God that saves. I believe Isaiah was right on. I think he wrote this stuff down. And I think beyond a shadow of doubt that the Hebrews, including the ones in Israel today, they know what a Messiah is. But many of them are so blinded today over various things they have trouble finding the Messiah. And that's scriptural too. Because of judgment. But one day that will be lifted. Now see, we're talking about verse 11. He shall see the travail of his soul, shall be satisfied by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Now we go to the New Testament. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which says, does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You see, today you have a race to run yourself, and you're going to need patience, and you need to lay aside every weight that may stop you from running that race as God would have you do it. You have to lay aside every sin that may afflict you. You may, and believe me, the devil will try to put them on you. Your flesh will try to put them on you. There's temptation. You're going to meet temptation. You have to overcome it. There's going to be thoughts terrible thoughts until you learn to rebuke the spirit behind these things to cast them down and the example that Hebrews lays out is our Lord see because he says we're surrounded with witnesses people who are watching us every day people who had heard of Yahshua but didn't do anything yet. And so you need to lay aside every weight and every sin and run this race with patience because it's going to take patience because that's a race you have to run and it's before you. You can't quit. 
And right now, not only do we have a race to run, but we have judgment. We have troubles. The whole earth is heaving to and fro with that which afflicts it. And as Isaiah mentioned in Isaiah 24, the curse has devoured the earth and the billionaires and millionaires and everybody that's woke, they want to try to save the earth. They don't care about man. They don't care if they lie and cheat and steal to take your country because they're going to save the earth because that's what they're living on. Well, this earth is going to pass away in a ball of fire. You can read that in Peter. God is going to create us a new heaven and an earth. But we've got to run the race. We're not there yet. Jesus ran the race and won. Even if he did die and suffer on the cross. He died and was resurrected and he's the first fruits. And he proved to us that you could overcome. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, he said. So what did he do for the joy that was set before him? He knew where he was going. He knew there's a reward there. And you have to know this too, O Christian. Your hope is not in this world. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He despised the shame. He's the son of God. He was a ruler. I mean, he was... In the beginning with the Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He had glory, even praised that, uh, you know, during the thing. Now, I always refer to John 17 and 18, two very good verses. You could actually go from John 11 all the way to John 18. Very good section. Despising the same the shame he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God now this is the Alpha and Omega here <laughs> this is the king of kings the lord of lords the door to the sheepfold he is the lamb of God the lion of the tribe of Judah he is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the bread that came down from heaven. And he is the Almighty in Revelation 1. He is the Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. And for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despised the shame, and, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God to make intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now see, all these verses point back to all these things that Isaiah wrote. Verse 11, He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. You wouldn't have an author and finisher of your faith. If Jesus hadn't borne your iniquities. If he gave up. And decided to rule. And stay here on earth. Like some of the people say. Which is no big brainer. We know that some of the Jews. Wrote some books trying to imitate. The apostles in order to turn people away. But you see there's one difference. Our God is alive. His spirit will bear witness with those spirits that's within the bodies of those people who believe. I believe. And his spirit bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. I don't need any man to confirm it. I don't need to go to some prophet. I can go to the Lord. 
I don't need you to tell me. I don't even need to tell myself. Because what I'm based on is what Christ did on the cross. And his spirit bears witness with my spirit that I am a child of God. And towers the same way. And so when this earth begins to shake and turn and when America begins to fall and when you get frightened in your house you don't know what to do, call upon the Lord and let his spirit give you assurance and hope and strength. Revelation 5, 9 through 10. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God, by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Now that is a glorious verse. Isaiah 42 this is what it says there for a couple of verses. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my elect, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him, and he shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking plaque shall he not quench. And he shall bring forth judgment unto truth. And he shall not fail nor be discouraged till he have set judgment in the earth, and the isles shall wait for his law. Then we get down to this one. Therefore, this is verse 12, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he has poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. I will divide him a portion with the great. He shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors. He laid bare the sin of many. He made intercession for the transgressors. And with that, we'll stop. And we'll begin next week with that verse. We'll go through it. And then we will go into the next chapter. Isaiah 54. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, for the hope we have. We bless you, Lord. I pray, Father, that you will bless all those that hear this word. Bless it to their hearts. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower, we're about okay. done. You have time okay. to say. Yes, I want to thank everybody for joining us. We, we love you. We pray for you. And every day I pray that God delivers you out of the hand of the enemy keeps you from the evil and the wickedness and the perversions of this world and doesn't let and doesn't let anybody or anything take you out of his hand stay strong in the Lord and look to him he is our hope I love you we love you good night everybody don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com DanaGlynSmith.com. Listen to the shows, read the articles. Be safe, watch over your family. Put everything in the hands of the Lord and seek His face. He will never leave you or forsake you. To the glory of our God and Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, may you be blessed and safe until the coming of the Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.